Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Amara, and this is Black Girl Gone, a true crime podcast. On this episode of Black Girl Gone, I tell the story of Lashea Stein, who was 16 years old when she disappeared from Aurora, Colorado on July 15, 2016. The day she disappeared, she was scheduled to go to a job interview. But when her family woke up on July 15th, Lashea was gone. A week later, police released surveillance footage showing Lashea crossing the street. But then she goes out of view and is never seen again. Shortly after she vanished, her family and police received information that Lashea was being sex trafficked. But seven years after she was last seen, Lashea is still missing. And her family wants to know what really happened to her and who is responsible for her disappearance. This is Lashea's story. When a child dies and you know, you can start to heal. But when you don't know where she is and what she's going through, you're in a gray area. To me, that's worse than death. What if we never know? Those are the heartbreaking words of Sabrina Jones, Lachea's mother. For the past seven years, she has been trying to find out where her daughter is and whether or not she's still alive. When she went to bed that July night, she had no idea that when she woke up the next morning, her world would never be the same. Lachea's family believes that she is a victim of human trafficking, and as hard as it is, they continue to hold out hope that she is out there somewhere, unable to get home or contact her family. And even if she isn't, they just want to know what happened and who was responsible. In the summer of 2016, 16-year-old Lachea was living in Aurora, Colorado with her mother and brothers. She was a student at George Washington High School where she was an honor student. Her mom said that Lachea was a good girl who never got in any trouble. At 16, she was beginning to want to spread her wings, go to parties, and hang out late with friends. You know, typical teenage desires. But Sabrina was protective of her only daughter and was careful about the places she was allowed to go and the people she hung around. According to her family, Lachea was smart, but she was also somewhat sheltered and naive. When she finished high school, she wanted to go to nursing school. She had dreams of going to the University of Colorado, And so when she landed an internship at the University of Colorado Hospital, she was excited. This was a big opportunity for her. That summer, she was also learning to drive, a major milestone in any teenager's life. By all accounts, it seems like Lachea was just a normal teenage girl who lived a normal life with her family in Aurora. In order to make some extra money that summer, Lachea had applied to a local fast food restaurant and was looking forward to working and earning a little extra cash. On the evening of July 14, 2016, Lachea was home with her mom and brothers. After applying at the restaurant, she had gotten an interview that was scheduled for the next day, and so she was preparing for that. Nothing that evening seemed out of the ordinary, according to her mom and brothers. Sabrina said that she last saw her daughter that night when she was on her way to bed. Quote, I told her, I'm going to bed. She said, me too, mom. Everybody went to bed. She said, I love you, mom. Good night, Sabrina told CBS News. But 
Lachea wasn't going to bed. At around 2 a.m., her younger brothers were also still awake, and they were in their room making noise. They said that Lachea came into their room and told them to go to sleep before she told their mom. The boys quieted down, and she closed their bedroom door behind her. But it was the last time anyone in her family ever saw her again. The next morning, Sabrina woke up and asked one of her sons to go to Lachea's room to wake her up so she could get ready for her interview. She was supposed to be at the restaurant at 1 p.m., and Sabrina said that she was going to drive her daughter to the interview. But when her brother went down to the basement where Lachea's room was, she was gone. When he told his mom she was gone, Sabrina was shocked. She asked him if she was in the bathroom or somewhere else in the house, but he said that she wasn't anywhere inside the house. Now, Sabrina finding out that Lachea was not home was immediately concerning, and so she started calling her daughter's cell phone. At first, the phone rang, but there was no answer, and so she kept calling, but by the third call, the phone was going straight to voicemail. She knew that Lachea was looking forward to her interview, and so she didn't understand why she wasn't home and now not answering the phone. And wherever she had gone, Sabrina knew that she hadn't planned to be there long because she left her wallet and ID and her cell phone charger at home. After trying several times to reach Lachea, Sabrina said that she got in her car and started driving around the neighborhood, hoping to spot her walking around. They asked neighbors if anyone had seen her, but no one had. So after driving around for a little while with no sighting of her and her cell phone still going to voicemail, Sabrina called the Aurora police to report her daughter missing. Now, when police received the report, they initially believed that because Lachea was 16, that she was a runaway. But Lachea did not have a history of running away. And even if she had willingly left the house, it was obvious that she had not planned to be gone for long, or she would have taken more things with her, like her charger and clothes. But all of her personal belongings had been left behind except her cell phone. Sabrina told The Vanished Podcast back in 2017 that one time Lachea did wander off and they didn't know where she was, but that lasted only about 20 minutes and was something that she had never done before. She had also been looking forward to that interview that was scheduled that afternoon, and so it didn't make sense to her mom that she would have gone intentionally. However, Sabrina found herself in the same place that many families of missing Black girls find themselves in, trying to convince police that their daughter is not a runaway. Sabrina said that the police didn't come to her home to take the report. They told her they would take the report over the phone and someone would call her back. And so she and other members of her family went back out driving around the city looking for Lachea. But just like before, there was no sign of her anywhere. Sabrina called her sister, and she and her niece came over to see if they could help track her down. They tried to use Google to see if they could pinpoint her location, but they couldn't. They could only tell when her phone had last been on. As the hours went by, Sabrina's concern had grown into panic, and they hadn't been able to find out anything. At around 6 p.m. that night, after initially only taking the report over the phone, the police did come to Sabrina's home. While there, they went down to Lachea's room to look around, 
And that's when it was discovered that the basement window was unlocked and a flower pot that was outside the window was turned over. Sabrina told the Vanish podcast that when she realized that the window was unlocked, she thought that her daughter had left and planned to come back in through the window. She said that she thought that maybe she did come back but couldn't get back in, and so she decided to go back where she was. But for the police, the unlocked window was confirmation that Lachea was a runaway. And so in the days after she went missing, the Aurora police did not investigate her disappearance. They figured that she would just show up. But in the meantime, Sabrina and her family continued searching for Lachea on their own. They reached out to people who knew her to see if anyone had spoken to her. They had flyers made up with her picture and description and drove all over town passing them out. Sabrina said that there were people that claimed to have seen Lachea at various places, but when they checked those locations, Lachea wasn't there. Her family had no way to know if these were actual sightings of her or someone that just looked like her. But her family had come to realize that she had likely left home to meet someone who had convinced her to do so. A bad influence. In the beginning, the hope was that maybe Lachea was scared to come home after sneaking out of the house and not being able to get back in. But as the days went by, her family began to believe that there was something far more sinister going on and that Lachea may have been in serious danger. Her family had been able to get into her social media accounts and access websites that she had visited in the days before she disappeared, but they couldn't find any information that would lead them to where she had gone or who she had met. A week after she disappeared, the Aurora PD finally opened an investigation. When the chief of police at the time came back from vacation and found out about the disappearance, he knew that something just wasn't right. On Saturday, July 23rd, 2016, Sabrina said that he actually came to her house to tell her that. He asked her to tell him exactly what happened, and when she did, he told her that something about this case just wasn't sitting right with him. And so later that same afternoon, the police scheduled a press conference at North Middle School. Before the press conference began, however, the Aurora PD informed Sabrina that they had actually found surveillance footage of Lachea at around 2.23 a.m. on July 15th. Her mom had believed that she had left the house around 2.30, but the footage showed that she had actually left several minutes before that. The camera captured Lachea walking near the intersection of Montview Boulevard and Peoria Street. She is seen crossing the street, and then she disappears out of the camera view. Sabrina said that she believed that someone picked her up from there. At first, Sabrina believed that Lachea may have been with her ex-boyfriend, someone who she said was a bad influence. But police went to speak to him, and he denied any knowledge of Lachea's whereabouts. He also allowed police to search through his phone, and there had been no recent contact between the two. And so police quickly ruled the ex-boyfriend out, and Sabrina realized that Lachea had possibly met someone else who had taken her. The problem was, they had no idea who that person was or how Lachea had met them. In the weeks following the press conference, rumors began to swirl, and Sabrina received information that Lachea had been picked up by a man 
who was known to sex traffic girls. It was a terrifying realization that Lachea may have been sex trafficked. But as the search for her continued, her family would be led down a dark road. And every time they thought they were getting closer to finding Lachea, they found out just how cruel this world can be. In the early morning hours of July 15, 2016, 16-year-old Lachea Stein left her home in Aurora, Colorado. Shortly after, she is seen on surveillance footage near a local intersection. Initially, police believed she was a runaway. But after they began to look into her disappearance, they started to suspect that Lachea may have been taken. In the weeks following her disappearance, Lachea's family had been doing everything they could to find out what happened to her after she left home that night. They had been canvassing the neighborhood, passing out flyers, and speaking to people who knew Lachea. There were a few sightings alleged to be her, including one on July 28th. Someone claimed that they had seen Lachea at a local bus stop. But despite that information, Lachea was still missing, and police did not have any solid leads concerning her whereabouts. A little over a month after she disappeared, the Aurora Police Department released a video that featured Sabrina and one of Lachea's brothers. In that video, Sabrina spoke directly to her daughter. Lachea, this is mommy, baby. Mama wants you to come home, baby. Whatever it is, we can work it out. I just want you home safe. It's okay wherever you are. You need to call me. You need to come home. Mama's waiting on you. Please, baby girl, just come home. The chief of police, who had come to Sabrina's home that day, also spoke in the video and made pleas to the public for help. I'm Nick Metz, chief of police with the Aurora Police Department. Approximately five weeks ago, 16-year-old Lachea Stein went missing from her home. This is a case that has been incredibly important to us and one in which we are trying to help Lachea's family find her. We are asking the public's continued assistance in making sure that we get whatever information we can about Lachea's whereabouts. If you have any information, no matter how minimal you may think it is, please let us know. That little bit of information may be the key to us finding Lachea and bringing her home to her family. Sabrina said in the beginning, people were cruel. She said she would get messages on Facebook from people telling her that her daughter wasn't missing. They said that she was being prostituted from Colorado to Kansas, and she said that they thought it was funny. Rumors had been swirling that the man Lachea had met that night was a local pimp who was sex trafficking her. But the rumors that Lachea had been sex trafficked was a consistent one. Police had received tips of sightings of Lachea at various hotels in the area that were known for prostitution, and that she had been seen with a man known to traffic girls. In one of the sightings, a woman claimed to have seen a girl with the exact same scar on her chest as Lachea at a local motel. But when police went there, there was no sign of her. Another young woman, who was also trafficked but was able to escape, also claimed that she had been with Lachea. But each time police attempted to follow a tip they were given, it came up empty. In the months after she vanished, Police received tips that Lachea had been in multiple different states, including Kansas, Arizona, Wyoming, New Mexico, and Missouri. 
Several of the tips they received said that a girl fitting Lachey's description was being kept drugged and moved back and forth from state to state. Even though police were receiving a ton of leads that were pointing them in the same direction, they were having trouble finding anything solid. But if she had been trafficked, then it wasn't surprising that police couldn't find her. Traffickers know how to avoid police. They move constantly. They don't have phones or credit cards. They don't leave paper trails. They are able to do what they do because they're hard to find. The girls they traffic are kept drugged and intoxicated, so they won't leave. And they move them so their family won't be able to track them down. As tips came in with people trying to help police and Lachey's family, there were also people who took advantage of the grieving mother and tried to scam her out of money. In April 2017, Sabrina was contacted by a woman who claimed that she had Lachea. She began texting Sabrina, saying that Lachea was safe and well taken care of. Sabrina responded, asking her where her daughter was, telling the woman that she loved her daughter and would die without her. The woman replied and said that Lachea owed her money for losing her stuff and told Sabrina that if she didn't pay her back, that Lachea was going to have to work for it and if she tried to run away, that she would quote-unquote get what she deserved. She told to Sabrina that if she called the police, she would never see her daughter again. When Sabrina asked how much Lachea owed her, she said $2,000, but that they could work something out because, quote-unquote, she was tired of hearing her cry. Sabrina exchanged several messages with the woman claiming to have Lachea, but she also contacted the police, who told her that this was a scam. Sabrina begged for her to send a picture of Lachea or let her hear her voice, but the woman claimed that she was using an app to protect her identity and couldn't do it. Sabrina admitted that she was angry when police told her that this was a scam because she wanted so desperately to believe that this person was telling the truth. However, she did not send her money, and police were able to convince her that this person was, in fact, a scammer. Over a year later, a woman named Rosari Young was arrested during a prostitution sting, and when police went through her phone, they found the messages she had exchanged with Sabrina. They also discovered that she had tried to scam money from another family of a missing girl who was believed to have been trafficked. She had no knowledge of their whereabouts of either of these girls. She just saw an opportunity to take advantage of desperate parents. But she wasn't the only one. At least two other people also tried to scam Sabrina. Another person tried to get Sabrina to send them gift cards in exchange for information about Lachea. And a man told her that he was in touch with people who were holding Lachea and that she had been sold to white supremacists. She said that she was shown alleged text messages between him and the man that he said sold her. But all three of these people were lying and trying to extort Sabrina for money that she did not have. Between the cruel messages on Facebook and the scammers, Sabrina was getting a crash course on how low some people will go and how heartless people can be. It didn't matter that Lachea had left on her own. She was now missing, and her family deserved support from people, not ridicule, not people trying to exploit them. 
On the one-year anniversary of her disappearance, the Aurora PD released another video asking the public for information about Lachey's disappearance. During that video, two of her brothers and her mother, through tears, made these pleas. My name is O'Shea Stein. Um, I'm Lachey's big brother. Um, I can't believe it's been a whole year since she's been missing. It's kind of hard to believe. Um, I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing. I love you so much. I just want you to come home where you belong with your family. We are going to keep praying for you, Michelle. I love you. Um, I'm Michelle's uh, second oldest brother. It's real hard on me to uh, even try to go through my day because it's, it's without you. And it's been a year, and it's, it's crazy. I wake up every day just asking God why. I don't know what I did. I, I, don't, I blame myself every day. I know we didn't always have the greatest relationship, Michelle, but... I, I love you so much, and I just I hope and pray that you come home or find a way to come home, be strong, whatever situation that you're in. Just, just be strong and come home. Baby girl, it's mommy. I never thought in a million years that I would have to go a whole year without seeing your face, your smile, hearing your laugh. Whatever situation you're in, just know that we're waiting for you and we're looking for you and we won't stop. We won't stop. I promise you that until we get you back home. I need you to be strong. I'm going to pray for you every second of the day. And if someone is holding you either physically or mentally, I command you in the name of Jesus, let my baby go. Despite being offered a reward, no one came forward with enough information to lead police to Lachea. In 2019, three years after she vanished, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children created an age-progressed photo of what Lachea may look like at age 19. With the age-progressed photo, police and Lachea's family hoped that it would renew attention to her case. By then, the FBI had gotten involved and joined the investigation, and the reward for information had been raised to $15,000, but no credible information had come in. In November 2020, four years after Lachea went missing, police joined by the FBI unexpectedly executed a search warrant on a vacant property near where Lachea was last seen. Police said that they had received a tip previously regarding the home, but had to wait until the people living there moved out before they could search it. They spent three days inside the house collecting evidence. They brought in cadaver dogs, and they also brought in jackhammers and concrete saws. Police did collect several pieces of evidence from inside the house, although they would not reveal what they had found. But they did not find Lachea's body. Sabrina had hoped that the FBI would be able to find something, and the search of the home brought a renewed hope. But in the years following the search of that home, there's been no new information about Lachea's whereabouts. In February 2022, six years after she went missing, in honor of her 22nd birthday, Sabrina sat down with the local news station to talk about her daughter. Quote, I used to be so afraid for someone to tell me she was deceased. But now, I'm at the point now where whatever it is, please, somebody, just help me find out what happened to her. More than anything in this world, even if it means the worst, 
I just want to know what happened to her, good or bad. If she's out there living her best life, I want to know about that. If she's under another identity, I want to know about that. If my baby is not alive, I want to know that. The disappearance of her daughter has taken a huge toll on Sabrina. In the years since, she has developed a heart condition that is most likely caused by stress. Even after seven years, there are days when she can't eat or sleep. She, along with Lachey's brothers, just want to know what happened to her. As of the recording of this episode, there's been no new information about Lachey. And it's not clear if the police have gotten any tips or any new sightings. But it has now been seven long years, and Lachey is now 23 years old. After all this time, the only thing Lachey's family wants is answers. Sabrina said that she no longer hopes that one day her daughter will just walk through the door. But she needs some sort of closure. She needs to know, dead or alive, what happened to her only daughter. Over the years, police have received tips that indicate that the rumors about Lachea being sex trafficked were more than rumors. But in the dark world of sex trafficking, Lachea could be anywhere. If she is alive, there's a possibility that she can be saved, that she can be found. But people first have to know that she is missing. They have to know her story. Lachea may have gotten caught up in something that she could not get out of. Someone took advantage of her youth and naivete. She was looking forward to her future, and so was her family, and someone robbed them all of it. There are people out there that know something. Help Lachea's family find her and get the answers that they so desperately need. Lachea Stein was 16 years old when she disappeared from Aurora, Colorado in the early morning hours of July 15, 2016. She would be 23 years old today. She is five feet, and at the time of her disappearance, weighed 150 pounds. She has a quarter-sized scar on her chest. If you have any information about Lachea's disappearance or her whereabouts, please, Contact the Aurora Police Department. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Threads. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.